Packers all the time. He has come light years in the last two months, and people should be over the moon excited about that. Okay, most of the time. Almonds specifically or all nuts? Well, these nuts, those nuts, whatever nuts work. It's Jason Wildey on Jen, Gabe, and Chew. Brought to you by Boucher Automotive. With 16 different new car brands and over 35 pre-owned brands to choose from. Boucher Automotive. We are driven by you. Time to check in with our pal and teammate, Jason Wildey. Good morning, Jason. How was your weekend? When you wish upon a star. Wait, you went to Disney no World? no difference who you are. Uh, no, Patrick Mahomes did, but he was just on GMA. So, oh. Uh, riding in the parade, and I, I love Disney, so I'm, uh, I'm jealous of Patrick Mahomes. So, anyway, good morning. How good, are you? Good morning to you. Um, so we were just looking at the odds that came out for the 2025 Super Bowl, which is obviously famously a year away. And the Packers are the mm-hmm. eighth. Let's see, eighth? Yeah. Yeah, tied for eighth. Tied for eighth at plus 2,500. I'm going through the list here. I got the 49ers. I got the Chiefs. I got the Ravens, the Bills, the Lions, the Bengals, the Dolphins, the Eagles, the Packers. That list feels a little bit AFC heavy to me. If you got the Chiefs, the Ravens, the Bills, the Bengals, and the Dolphins on there. Um, do you like where they've slotted the Packers, kind of eighth in the mix? Do you feel like that's fair to them, given what they've done, given how the season ended, and you know the changes they've made to hopefully get closer to uh, to winning the Lombardi? Yeah, so the AFC is better, right? So yeah. it makes sense that there would be more teams in the top eight. Secondly, so what does that make them fourth in the NFC? The 49ers, Lions, and Eagles, Eagles are yep. ahead of them? Correct. Well, Eagles, I they're tied with the Eagles. Correct. They're tied with the Eagles and the Cowboys. So only two NFC teams are technically ahead of them. Yeah. Oh, boy, that's kind of a kind of a cop-out to put the Cowboys, the Eagles, and the Packers with all the same odds. Um, yeah, I'm fine with that. Like, again, we we all know this. These are way too premature. It's always my favorite. Like, right after the whoever wins the NCAA uh, college football championship – the next day, it's way too early, 2029, 20, top 25, and all that kind of stuff, before the transfer portal is open and all the other stuff. I, I understand they have to do this. Uh, look, I like where the Packers are at. I think they are a legitimate Super Bowl contender. I'm not sure they're going to get there because it's really hard, and a lot of things have to still go your way, even if you're a good team and you can't make mistakes in critical moments as the Packers well know, but yeah, I'm fine with where they're at. I mean, look, they're, they're there. The, the, and I think this is the most important thing is I want to find out, well, two things. One, how many legitimate jumps are there from year one to year two for those guys that were rookies this year and from year two to year three from those guys that were second-year players this year? That's one. And then the other one is how do they handle no longer having the – hey, nobody expects much of us, freedom that they had this season. Are they going to be able to handle the realm of highly elevated expectations? Because what we're talking about here, I don't know what their odds were going on this date, 2023. We didn't know if Aaron Rodgers was being traded or not, but I would be curious once they traded him where they put the Packers' odds to win the Super Bowl that was played on Sunday. 
I I can't imagine their odds were higher than 25th highest, somewhere in that range. So uh, they they're legit. They they deserve to be uh, projected because that projects you as a playoff team. Obviously, all that is deserved, but they're going to have to earn it. And I think it's been really interesting to watch how both Goody and Lafleur, not only in their interactions with their players, but then publicly as almost like a Hey, remember what I told you? Make sure you read Wildy's story or listen to his show because he's going to reiterate what we said to you guys directly after the season, which is you better be ready because just because you accomplished what you did this season doesn't guarantee you jack next year because that is clearly the messaging from the Brain Trust at 1265. Jason, I'm going to give you some players' names. If you could give me a grade for the season, that applies. You love this exercise. I do. You love, you love just the name and then whatever you tell me to do. Uh, is he going to be back? Did he have a good – all right, I'm ready. I'm ready, ready? for my uh, red felt tip marker, yes. All right, Christian Watson. Incomplete. Fair. Tucker Craft. Right. I mean, look, 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 look. Well, Let's talk about him for a second. Like, uh, you know, he's he's going to uh, UW Madison and their uh, facility where they they figure out soft tissue injuries. Um, if they get it figured out, I still think he can be a really really good player in this league. But it it does feel as though the combination of these rookies that had some really really good moments and frustration over his lack of availability. And maybe his dad being a, a little bit of a uh, overbearing parent, uh, that Packers fans are kind of like eh, they've kind of either forgotten about him or been annoyed by him. Well, and I, I I don't I think it's way too early to write him off. I threw this out to the group earlier, and we can talk about it another day. But I'm in favor of trading Christian Watson for a top rate safety in this league. Mm-hmm. Well, they had a chance to trade him for Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. And they turned that down, and now you know. In retrospect, if he doesn't, if he doesn't figure out a way to be more durable, um, that might be one of those trades where you wish maybe you had taken it. Uh, okay, Tucker Craft, uh, B plus. Rashid Walker, uh, B minus. Can they win with him next year, playing left tackle? Um. I will be very curious if at 25 there is a Brian Bulaga-type guy that you think can be a starting left tackle uh, and if you draft him or not because their answers to both Lafleur and Goody's answers on him were that they were encouraged by what he did, but they were uh, clearly hedging on whether or not he is definitely the answer as opposed to, say, their answer is on Zach Tom, which is he can start at all five positions. I still find myself wondering if they will move him to left tackle or if he will continue in the um, long lineage, almost Favre Rogers, Bart Starr-like of great right tackles following uh, Forrest Gregg, Mark Tauscher, and Brian Bologna. Okay, two more. Uh, Devontae Wyatt. Uh, what, do you, what, is, what did you give him? C-minus. Yeah, I, I I'm sorry. I, you know, we Goody did a lot of good things, and and I am not, you know, you can have a report card if you're a kid, and you can have a bunch of A's on your report card, uh, but if your parents see a C minus uh, in 
ELA, um, you know, your parents are going to be like, what the hell happened here? And so in Goody's case, yeah, he had a great 2023 draft, it appears. Now, those guys have to continue. We can't just say, okay, they were all great as rookies. But that 2022 class, like, that's an important draft class, too. We just got done talking about Watson and his lack of availability. Uh, I fully expected Quay Walker to make a huge jump last season, and he didn't, uh, especially after he had the pick six in Chicago. I was like, oh, my God, this guy's going to have this breakthrough year, and that just never happened. And then Wyatt, I, I'm, uh, uh, my old friend Tom Oates, the columnist emeritus at the Wisconsin State Journal, when Antonio Chapman was their returner and was like their slot receiver, he would always say this, I failed to see the attraction of Antonio Chapman. Like we would joke every time he caught a pass that that's what Oates was going to say. I failed to see the attraction of Devontae Wyatt. Uh, he's, he's very twitchy. He has some very good moments where you're like, wow, he's quick off the ball or whatever. But that is a position where I don't want to say just about anybody can have those moments, but like Cletus Hunt had enough of those moments Mm -hmm. to get a big contract extension instead of Vonnie Holiday. And I don't want a guy that just has six flash plays during the season. I want a guy that does his job down in and down out, and he is not that guy at this point. D-minus is a good grade for him. Jason, when it comes to Jordan Love, has he already reached the point? Because I feel like in off-seasons past, whether it was with Brett, with Aaron, okay, we got Brett, we got Aaron, don't have to worry about them. Obviously with Aaron and some of the contract stuff later, he ended up worrying about it. But like from a, a position in, in playing on the field, we didn't have to worry about him. Are we there with Jordan Love, or is there still more things this off-season he needs to develop and work at to make sure that he continues the high level of play he had in the last 9-10 regular season games? What do you think? I think that there's work that needs to be done to make sure he doesn't take that little mini half-step back that someone like Trevor Lawrence did this year. Mm-hmm. I do like this technique exactly. that Jason is using where we ask him a question <laughs> and he says, well, what do you right back think? <laughs> Just catches Just it and throws return, it right back. Yeah, exactly. A hot potato question. But that's where I'm at. I think uh, that he's done a lot of really yeah. good things, Jason, but to use the old McCarthyism, it's about stacking the successes now. And mm-hmm. this to, so to me, that's putting in the work during the offseason to make sure you're still hitting the ground running when, when you hit training camp in, in the late summer. Yeah, I don't know why I'm doing this today. I think it's because uh, we're driving home from multiple sporting events this weekend, and, and my technique with Sid is always, well, what did you think? What did you think? How did it go this weekend to you uh, for volleyball, basketball, and gymnastics? Um, look, I would say this. Um, I, I think he was awesome in the second half of the season. I think we are probably predisposed and biased to think that he is further along than maybe the rest of the uh, football world thinks. And I do think there are some cautionary tales. You mentioned, mentioned one of them with Trevor Lawrence. I would bring up Jalen Hurts, too, mm-hmm. um, that you have to make sure, as you so eloquently stole from Mike McCarthy, that's a polluted mindset, um, that you have to keep stacking successes. And, look, I, let me be clear. I don't have any concern about Jordan Love's work ethic, about him getting complacent, getting too big for his britches. It was interesting to see him with his Old Spice hoodie uh, working Radio Row and doing all these interviews 
uh, talking about how the locker room's going to smell better this season. But uh, and I, it did look like he was starting to feel himself a little bit, as he should. He deserves that. And quite frankly, those of us that go to his locker every Wednesday would like to see him, you know, maybe step out of his uh, shell a little further and have those press availabilities be a little more uh, enthralling and interesting. But I don't have any concern about him not putting in the work to get to a, the next level. I just think playing quarterback in the NFL is really hard. And I've, I've drawn this comparison before, and you guys know way more about baseball. Well, maybe not YouTube, but you guys know way more about baseball than I do. But, like, I do feel like it's like a, a, a batter going through, you know, a pitcher going through the batting order. And by the time he faces a hitter the third time, that hitter has figured out a little bit more about his stuff and is going to be more effective. And I, and I think defensive coordinators mm-hmm. that are on the Packers' schedule are going to look and say, okay, here's the things that we can do against this guy. He was really good in his first year as a starter, but no one really knew what he was. And now we all have uh, an entire season with like a 1,000 snaps of film on him. Here's what we're going to do to flummox this guy. And now it's up to him to have the counter move to be really effective against defenses that now know who he is and what he's capable of. Last thing for you, Jason, and you cannot throw it back at us. We probably will discuss it in the next segment on the show. Jordan Love has the eighth best MVP odds. He actually has the best odds of any NFC quarterback to be the MVP next year. So more likely that Love wins the MVP in 2024, 2025, or the Packers win the Super Bowl. All right, first of all, I don't like being told what to do. <laughs> join, join the club. <laughs> I mean, I I'll be like the Chase president right of that club, and you could be the vice president or the co-offensive coordinator or whatever. We could be atop that pyramid together. Um, I, look, I don't think either one of those things is happening. How, how's that for an answer? Um, that's, again, it's great. There is a lot of shine. Or is it, is it glazed? There's a lot of people glazing uh, the Packers. Glizzy? And it's a hot dog. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, boy. Uh, but look, I, I, I think, you know, I, I spend uh, every day, at least, uh, well, maybe not this week because he's off for a bunch of shows, but uh, with Tausch, who has gotten over his skis a ton this season. And sometimes it's worked out, and they've they had great moments. There's no doubt about it. And he was more optimistic and was rewarded with the season they delivered. But uh, – there does seem to be, they are the flavor of the month, right? Or of the post. Well, them and I would say te- the Texans, right? Houston's yeah, up there as you're well. Right. Another good one. Yeah, where is C.J. Stroud in the MVP? He is uh, a fourth. Yeah, I mean, again, it's really freaking hard to play quarterback in the National Football League. And those guys did it at a very high level in their first year as a starter. Uh, there are more than just the two we mentioned stories of guys who had really good rookie seasons and they weren't able to sustain it. Uh, Again, Jordan wasn't a rookie last year. I like his chances for being able to sustain it, but you know, Aaron Rodgers won four MVPs, Brett Favre won three, and they both had seasons in which they were probably good enough to win the MVP, but somebody else was better. And so just because Jordan Love could have another really good year and he could throw 38 touchdowns and only eight picks next year, Somebody might have a better year than that even. So uh, I don't think he's going to win the MVP. I don't think they're going to win the Super Bowl. 
I think they are probably still another year away, like that 96 team built from 94, 95, 96. But I think it's going to be a fascinating year. Maybe not as fascinating as this year, but I think they're going to be good. I think Jordan Love's going to be good. And I think we're going to be having some fun conversations throughout the year. Jason, we appreciate you hanging out with us, man. Have a great one. We'll talk to you again soon. Notice how I didn't actually answer the question the way it was posed by mom. <laughs> mom? <laughs> what do you mean? You were dadding us the entire show, Jason. Well, what do you think? <laughs> Thank you, Gabe. Fair. Very fair. Very fair. And it worked. Bye. <laughs> He's Jason Wilde. You can hear him on Wilde and Tausch right after Jen, Gabe, and Chewy each and every day right here on ESPN Milwaukee. We will take a break. Joshy is efforting right now to put that on the poll. More likely, Jordan Love has the eighth best MVP odds for next season. The Packers have the eighth best Super Bowl odds. What do you think is more likely? Jordan wins the MVP or the Packers win the Super Bowl? We'll discuss that right after this on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. One of my favorite times of year for Palermo's Pizza is this. Because they have so many different brands, so many different flavors, so many different tastes that you can try. And the reason why this time of year is great is because for me, I mean, today's Fat Tuesday. So yeah, go up, you know, Mardi Gras, you know, have a party, have some of the great Palermo's brands that they have when we're talking about frozen pizza. But then Lent comes. So we're talking every Friday as a Catholic, I cannot eat meat. And they have so many different cheese pizzas from Palermo's, Urban Pie, Connie's, Surfer Boy Pizza, Scream It's Ceiling, so many different flavors, so many different varieties of just the cheese pizza that I make sure that my freezer is stocked up with that cheese pizza on Fridays during Lent. You can do that as well. You can find Palermo's and all the different brands they have in your grocer's frozen food aisle. Palermo's, it's Wisconsin's hometown pizza. You are listening to Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. And guess who didn't hit the hole? Zeke Elliott. Ashton. Well... I mean, yes. Yeah, right back back there? That's so true. (laughs) It was a direct shot. She took out the sniper rifle and just... No, she she got right up to me, took out a Glock and just shot. (laughs) Yeah, right in the balls. On 94.5 ESPN.